0: You are about to hear from the depths and archives of this historically rich and yet culturally relevant institution as we seek to inspire and encourage you in your walk of faith. Get ready to hear your host, speaker, teacher, and author, Audrey Marie Hessler.
1: Hello, this is Audrey Marie, the host of The Voice of Christian Liberty, and we welcome you here, friends, today. We're broadcasting from our beautiful campus in downtown Arlington Heights, where we have the Christian Liberty Academy, which is from preschool through high school. But we also have a homeschool program here and a Christian Liberty Press and a church. And you're welcome to come visit any of these uh, programs here and find out about us. You're welcome to a tour. And, you know, I was just talking to our registrar. Her name is Jeanette Fortner. She's a wonderful woman. She works here in our office. And she said to me, let's all remember to walk with God not run. And I thought, well, isn't that the wisdom of the day that we need to walk with God? We don't need to run ahead of him, and we certainly shouldn't lag behind. And that's certainly one of our goals as Christian educators, to help our youth walk with God. You know, the Bible says this in Colossians, so that you might live in a manner worthy of the Lord and be fully pleasing to him as you bear fruit while doing all kinds of good things and growing in the full knowledge of God. It says you are being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you might patiently endure everything with joy. Friends, let's walk with God. And that's what we encourage our students to do here. That's what our staff does here. And we encourage you. Well, I'm here with the pastor of Christian Liberty Church, and we're going to talk about something that I find very interesting. If you look this up, and you'll find out it's true, it's considered the reason we have public education. Now, before I tell you the answer, raise your hand, you can see I'm a teacher, if you know the answer. Uh How did public education start? Where did it begin? Well, you know, if you look it up, you'll be surprised. It started with an act called the Old Deluder Satan Act. And the purpose of that was to know that youth would not be fooled by Satan. Now, try to think of that, Pastor. The reason public education started was so that youth, children, would not be fooled by Satan, that they would know the Bible, that they could read it, And they could discern for themselves the truth of God. My goodness, where has public education gone to now?
0: It it does highlight that so much of the history of our nation, you know, you have a a foundation, not always perfect. Yes. But you have that foundation uh, going back to the Puritans. Others who came to the nation early on, and you see how far we have strayed from that again, not saying that everything that we did at the beginning of our nation 's history was perfect, going back either to the Puritan age or the founding of the nation seventeen seventy six the okay. constitution afterwards but that's that 's an excellent point uh, audrey that that you bring up that that 's this history, and so as a as a school, we are providing. We would say an alternative because the foundation, what was part of the history of this nation, has so turned away from God and his truth that an alternative is absolutely necessary in in our view.
1: Yes, how true. Well, I can tell you if you look it up, it'll say it all started in the Massachusetts Bay Colony, a settlement of Puritans who emigrated from England, and the settlers were part of a great migration of Puritans who flocked to New England between 1629 and 1640 with the desire to live holy lives. And at one point, they realized not everyone was training their children. So in a spirit of helping children truly know the truth, they passed this law, the Old Deluder Satan Act. Do you know, Calvin... We come from very diverse backgrounds. You had the blessing of having a father who was a pastor. And I came from a difficult home life, and I wasn't raised in that setting. And God got a hold of my attention later in life. And I I look back, and I realize I was often diluted. But I can actually remember in my public school the day they announced we could no longer mention God. Mm. We could no longer sing about Jesus at Christmas time. We could mention we could sing no songs that made reference to Christ at Christmas. At Christmas friends. <laughs> and up till that year we had been allowed to read the Bible every Christmas to tell the Christmas story and I remember clearly the day it was announced. And my actual experiences for that last year of my school year before I went to high school I did not enjoy school as much.
0: And uh, we're not getting into any ages here, Audrey. Okay, but, uh, don't uh, tell I'm, people how old I am, please, please, we, please. We, I know, no I know, friends. My mom, another friend. Um, my mom, she would learn how great thou art in her public school. Yes. Another friend uh, who went to school in Chicago. Um, maybe uh, I, I, again, I don't want to give an exact age, but you know, they they sang Christian songs yes. in the classroom. The teacher has an old piano playing away on the old piano, and yes. they're learning. Christian songs, some of this, you know, when when is the change, you'd say, um, that, that it's not always easy to pin a date. You have uh, Madeline Murray O'Hare and, and some of the lawsuits about prayer and the Ten Commandments. Right. Some of it, we would say, is in the 1960s. Yes. Our school starting in 1968, because my dad and, and others could see, you know what, we've already started to turn. <laughs> not, not that 1968 was the exact turning point, but in the 1960s, there was a shift did it take place equally everywhere across the nation? I don't think so. If no. you go to the South? Uh, they were probably still doing some of those Christian things, you know, 20, 30 years later even.
1: Correct. Yes.
0: And, uh, you know, we are not saying certainly that all the teachers in, oh, Chicago, no. uh, in the public school systems, you know, are, are anti but the system now as it stands today, because of the Supreme Court decisions, because of, let's say, maybe uh, the influence of the National Education Association, these other major unions... They, they have become decidedly anti-Christian uh, from, from their very foundation. And then even more now, the whole new agenda that is rapidly being brought in uh, to the school system, starting in some cases in kindergarten, uh, places like California, Massachusetts that you mentioned, Correct, <laughs> which yes. gives birth to a lot of our nation. And unfortunately, Massachusetts has been the experiment of bringing in lots of perversion uh, yes. Into our nation over the years, so yeah, fascinating history that that you bring bring out, and we we, it's almost like it's a glacier. Glaciers do not move quickly. Yeah, and I think for some people, they 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 only see the change as they look at it over forty, fifty years. That glacier moves slowly but there has been a decided move it's in the wrong direction and that's why we have a christian school here to provide a very needed alternative for those who are christians but even for those who maybe don't understand the gospel message who who don't understand all the truth of scripture and and who Jesus is we we want to give children an opportunity to hear the truth whether it's in the lower grades or even in the, the higher grades, to, to give that opportunity to hear what the Bible is, who Jesus is, and uh, a, an alternative that we believe is a sound, safe alternative. That's what that's what we're all about here.
1: Hi, friends listening. This is Audrey Marie, the Voice of Christian Liberty, and I'm here with Pastor Calvin Lindstrom, and he's the head of the Church of Christian Liberty, which oversees the school here, the academy. But I want you to know two things. One, we welcome people from all the churches in the area. We have students coming from miles around and various churches represented here. And I also want to speak to anyone who's involved with the public school. Again, as the pastor said, we understand how complicated this is. We welcome people to come here, but we also respect people. And so we know we're talking about a system, not about individuals. But isn't it amazing, friends, my dear Christian friends listening, to think that the purpose of the public schools, of if you look this up, Public education is said to have been founded on this law that said, let's not let our children be fooled by Satan. Let's them be able to read the Bible for themselves. And you know, Calvin, when you said you can't set certain dates, I recall that there had been an older woman who was our principal at that school for many years. And so she had always had us read the Bible at Christmas time. We all knew the Christmas story. And so when she retired, it was at the end of my seventh grade year, it was the new principal came in and said, no, nope, we can no longer do this. We will not read the Bible. We will not talk about Christ at Christmas. And so you're right. There isn't a certain time, but there's a certain time set in my mind in mm-hmm. which things truly changed.
0: Right. And that would that have been the Chicagoland area? Yes, in yeah. Chicagoland area. Yeah. Sure. And so I, I think, yeah, you can probably point uh, to a certain date when maybe it was out of fear. Uh, being sued, sure, uh, and in some cases the principles, Well, we're just going to play it safe yeah. on on this. We don't we don't want a lawsuit. We don't want the attention. Uh, so some of it it's it's not that Congress or the Supreme Court always in these cases passed all these laws, but it was the the fear of being sued yeah. uh, for doing things, violating things. Um, so that some of that uh, still continues today, doesn't it?
1: You know, that made me think of the scripture that says God does not give us the spirit of fear but the spirit of power and of a sound mind. But you're right, fear drives many people, and and it's a real fear that people will have a lot of complications if they don't go along. But it's amazing to think how far it's come, and that is why we're here. I'm Audrey, the voice of Christian Liberty, uh, and we're talking about that. What's happened over the years? I love your image of it's a glacier. It's been a slow-moving, but for people who can look back, I'm sure many who are listening to us right now can look back and think, how much this has changed in their lifetime.
0: And, you know, our culture now is so rapidly running away from <laughs> the truth and, and reality itself. We, we yes. can't even define and reality. a man, who is a man and who is a woman today. Correct, yes. Uh, the confusion has, I think, accelerated. Um, I started teaching, I will use the day, I started teaching back in 1997 eighth grade students, and, and I can remember warning them about certain trends and directions, and that has really. Uh, really picked up now and so the things I was warning students about now 22 23 years ago um, you can really see it's here it's present now
1: it's here well friends we're about to take a break but we want to encourage you to check in on us We, we want you to visit Christian Liberty Academy we'll be right back
0: hello I'm Calvin Lindstrom Did you know that every year your child spends in school is more time than they will spend in church for five years? In many public schools, children are exposed to bullying, negative peer influence, and denial of God. If you are looking for a God-honoring school, consider Christian Liberty Academy. Students preschool through 12th grade attend our on-campus academy in Arlington Heights, coming from a 20-mile radius. We are minutes from the metro train line. And parents... If you are desiring to nurture your children in your home with a Christ-centered curriculum, we serve families throughout the world through our home education program and services. We have pioneered the modern homeschool movement, and we can help you from a single book to a complete curriculum. If you think you can't afford it, let's talk and take a tour of our historic downtown 200,000-square-foot campus. Visit ChristianLiberty.com to learn more about all our programs or call 847 385 2012 during business hours to schedule a personal tour.
1: Welcome back, friends. I'm Audrey Marie, the host of The Voice of Christian Liberty, and I'm here with Pastor Calvin Lindstrom, the pastor of the Church of Christian Liberty. And we've been sharing some stories about public education, and I want to tell you something sort of fun, Pastor. Uh, as a young teacher, a friend of mine said to me, why don't we sub, be a substitute in the Chicago Public Schools? I did that for six months, and I often consider that the boot camp of my learning to be a teacher because I had to think on my feet so often. I had to go into so many different environments. Some were very difficult. Some were very nice. As a matter of fact, in one classroom I went to, when it was time to dismiss a seventh-grade class for lunch, I said, well, the lunch bell rang. You, You students can run off now. And they didn't move from their desk. And I thought, what's going on? And they said to me, you didn't pray. And I was so surprised. And they said, no, our teacher has been teaching here for 40 years, and she still prays. Well, God bless that woman, and she had taught her class, and they all prayed. But here's a funny thing I remember from one of my experiences at one of the schools I was in the teacher's lounge, and there was a big sign up, and it said this, in case of nuclear attack, the ban on prayer will be temporarily removed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the part of the Cold War days. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. So, you know, I, it does show you that at heart, people always know the truth. Right. The Lord says he's written the truth in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Well, Pastor Calvin, you'd like to share something about the spheres of government. What does that have to do with education?
0: We we believe that Scripture teaches that God has established different Areas of authority. Uh, sometimes they're called spheres of government. So you have the family, it has uh, authority. You have the state, it has authority, it bears the sword. You have the church, which has uh, authority in terms of uh, preaching the word, in terms of discipline, in terms of the sacraments. And in our view, we, we believe first of all, our church doesn't oversee, or we oversee the ministries, we don't own the children. Um, Parents are given the authority to train and teach their children. And so as a school, we have to recognize it's a partnership. And sometimes those, those are buzzwords that are used. Sure.
1: But
0: at a very deep theological and philosophical viewpoint, we, we do understand it is a partnership. And although we, we have to set our own rules and uh, we, we don't let just parents do everything they want, but we recognize, you know what, it's not our children. Those Those children that we teach they are have been given to those parents, and we have to try to respect that and So there is a a real partnership and and one of the sad things is when those areas of government break down yes then it it leads to encroachment, and the biggest encroachment generally speaking, has been the state. The state now has taken the authority that rightfully belongs to the family. And in some cases that belongs to the church and it has taken it because it has more money, it has more power. And that's part of the problem is parents are are viewed not as being ultimately responsible for their children and their children's education. So we have taught my dad, you know, one of the messages that he would always speak is parents, you have the responsibility for teaching your children. Now, you can choose to send them to a Christian school. That doesn't give away your responsibility. It's a part of fulfilling your responsibility. And that's why many families now today do choose to homeschool because they recognize, you know what, that's in my authority. And I'm going to take that, you might say, to the next step in terms of now teaching them. Um, I don't think God's word demands that you have to homeschool. Right. But it does demand that parents, you recognize God has given you that authority. And although you can enlist others in uh, fulfilling that commission it's it's not something that can be given away, and unfortunately as i say we've we've allowed uh, the government to take and encroach on that authority and it does so through the power of the sword or the power of the tax and uh, in Illinois, especially i don't know where you're listening uh, today, friend, but uh, in Illinois, we feel that weight of government, especially in our property taxes, don't we.
1: Yes, how true. And I think the point I'm hearing here, Pastor Calvin, is that parents, whatever decision you are making, remember, it's your responsibility. You know, we love to partner with parents here. I have been here over two decades, and I know so many wonderful parents. And sometimes it's a mixed household. You know, one parent wants something, the other parent doesn't. But we'd love to parent with, par- with the parent I mean partner with our parents. And Calvin's point is so important that no matter what decision you are making, you must be the one held responsible. And uh, that's something we don't want to lose in our society. One, the gift of it. this is your child, your family. You get to take the responsibility. And with that comes the blessing: Don't let go of it. Don't let go of this wonderful blessing. These are the gifts you've received from God, these children, so that if you choose to partner with us or someone else, just remember it's your responsibility.
0: And and this is where um, faith is believing what God has said about salvation. Faith is believing what he says about our duties and responsibilities. Right, yes. And humbly saying, Lord, help me fulfill this responsibility because to have children is an awesome responsibility. yes, And it is one thing when uh, the, the birthing process, you're happy when a baby is safely born, they start to get older and now you say, oh, I have to be concerned about their education. Mm-hmm. Uh, they start getting into the teen years and you recognize, boy, this gets more and more difficult, doesn't it? And so Christian education, we should dispel the myth, it's not going to just make all your problems go away. No. And <laughs> if, if a parent thinks we can solve all the problems, <laughs> please uh, recognize we can't do that. We, what we can do is share the truth, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, according to the truth of his word, that can change sinful hearts. But we don't have a magic wand that uh, takes children who are rebels and turns them into yeah. angels. And we, we could say we, we've seen many stories of, of God's grace changing our students. Uh, you, you see them uh, with a tender heart that softened to the truth of the Lord. And, and we say, you know what, that's not something we've done. Yeah, we we've just been uh, privileged uh, to be the, the sower of the seed. I heard someone uh, share a, a powerful illustration. The power is not in the one who sows the seed, except when it applies to Jesus Christ. It's it's in the seed. The power is in the seed, mm, and so we're truth. we're the ones yeah. dispensing uh, that truth, and and we want to do it in a way that honors the Lord. Certainly, but um, the, the the value and the blessing of Christian education is we believe it's what God would want for our children. But we have to do that in faith uh, and trust that he will change the hearts of, of our children. Those who who train their children at home, God has to do that same work. Because uh, there are rebels who have attended Christian schools. There are rebels who grew up in fine Christian families and, and were homeschooled. So it's not that this you know is a, we just wave our wand and all the problems go away. But we believe this is what God wants uh, families to do. It's the best choice that families make in light of the responsibility that he's given to fathers and mothers and in light of what government education, what public school education in most cases has become.
1: You know what is the big word I think that you said earlier is we partner. We partner. You know, the Bible warns us don't be unequally yoked, uh, which is a risk you take when you let go of your responsibility or put the responsibility of your children in a situation where you wouldn't have really wanted to be yoked with that so I think the partner word is the big word here. We can partner with you as a Christian education institution here. We can partner with you for your children to attend the school, for your children to homeschool, for your children to get books. And of course, as Pastor Calvin is the head of a church, we can partner with you in attending his church here. But the real goal is how can we part- partner with you is a decision you must make. Because in we know it's it's in your responsibility, but we're here for you.
0: And uh, one of the things, you know, just going back to some of the history is um, how important it is for parents to not give up that right. Yes. The, the birth of homeschooling—you uh, you, could—you could look at it in, in various ways. Some of it was the material that's developed, uh, the curriculum. The other aspect, a very important aspect, were parents who said, "You know what? This is what I believe God has called me to do." And I'm going to do it. And I know there, there's going to be a cost. It uh, might be a lawsuit. I might, My children might be declared truant. There were very brave families who made that choice. And in some cases, uh, my dad was privileged to, to be in the courtroom with them, to represent them, to, to fight some of those legal battles alongside with these families. But not only, you know, when, when God gives us a responsibility, if we don't use it properly, sometimes it gets taken away. Oh, <laughs> how that's wise where is that! we have to stand up. Yes. I, I, I believe Christian education is an important aspect of freedom in a, in a very broad sense. Yes, um, freedom for the family, for uh, the father and mother. And as I say, I'm thankful for parents who make that sacrifice. Some who, as I say, 40, 50 years ago, there was a real price. That was paid, and yet they believe that was the calling that God gave to them. So that's part of the heritage I think that that we have been given. Um, those are the memories I have. Some of the earliest memories I have is is of my father going to the courtroom. Sometimes we would travel along uh, with him on court cases, and uh, you know we played our own very small role <laughs> just as uh, fellow travelers. But now we really appreciate that looking back, you know, twenty, thirty years. Thankfully, there have been changes. There were victories uh, in other states that that has given rise now to the the birth of the homeschool movement and and now it flourishes across the nation.
1: And so this is the Voice of Christian Liberty and we're sharing with you a a kind of a, a Cliff Notes version of the history of public education and where it's come to today, but we're also sharing with you one encouragement. Be encouraged that you are the responsible one when you have children and if you don't have children, encourage others. Come back and visit us. We're the Voice of Christian Liberty, a Christian Liberty and homeschools.org.
0: You have just heard from the voice of Christian Liberty and homeschools.org, the radio ministry emanating from our beautiful 12-acre campus and historic 200,000 square foot building in the heart of Arlington Heights. For over 54 years, this ministry has continued to build upon the historical riches of God's wisdom and knowledge and the labors of hundreds of faithful servants. If you are looking for a God-honoring school, consider Christian Liberty Academy. Students preschool through 12th grade attend our on-campus academy in Arlington Heights, coming from a 20-mile radius. We are minutes from the Metra train line. And parents, if you are desiring to nurture your children in your home with a Christ-centered curriculum, We serve thousands of families throughout the world through our home education program and services. We have pioneered the modern homeschool movement and we can help you from a single book to a complete curriculum. We partner with parents to raise strong, respectful, compassionate, Christ-fearing, outstanding young men and women of character and purpose. Visit ChristianLiberty.com to find out more about Christian Liberty Academy and our excellent academic, athletic, and arts programs, our full-service homeschool program class, That includes testing, report cards, transcripts, and more, plus the many books and resources produced by Christian Liberty Press and other excellent publishers. And visit us on Sunday for a morning Bible study and worship service that starts at 10 a.m. Visit ChristianLiberty.com or call 847-385-2012.